Good morning, everyone. We have made it into the fall season, and it is absolutely beautiful. And if you live in Florida like I do, you are grateful for the increase of wind and the decrease of temperature because it has been one hot summer. So I hope you guys are enjoying it and you're just getting your flannels ready, your jeans, just, I don't know, it's just a exciting time. But this morning, you know, I, I really want to touch on a subject that in the last week has been pretty big, I feel like, around the church. And one of those situations is based around Jared Wilson and how he was a very well-known pastor who uh, worked a lot with mental illness and he himself dealt with mental illness. Well, he ended up taking his life uh, this past week. And so there's been a lot of things going around and people have said, well, you know, is he in heaven or not? And, you know, his wife actually on her Instagram said, you know, you are now with Jesus, Jerry, you know, he, Jared's now with Jesus and he's not in pain anymore. And so I, I, I think Jared did a bit about talking into the idea of the fact that if you have cancer and you die, you're not going to go to hell for it in the same way that if you deal with depression and suicide, you're not going to go to hell for it. And taking your life, you're not going to go to hell for it. Now, I'm not the judge, and only God can judge, and so I'm not going to say whether or not I believe Jared is in heaven. I want to bring some biblical principles to us uh, just to wrap our minds around it, and I want to know a little background, or I want to share a little background with you that I very much dealt with uh, depression and suicide in high school, and while I never... Uh, really hurt myself it was very 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 much on the tip of my mind and that that was a tough time in my life but praise God that he delivered me from it so let's just go into this thing now you know Jared talked a bit about the idea that you know you have this situation you have this issue and and you know you battle with it and so we're going to kind of jump into that so Let's first look at 2 Corinthians 5.17. And now we've been going through the book of Mark, but I'm just going to jump around for the sake of this topic. So in 2 Corinthians 5 or 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed and the new has come. And so I want to touch on that for a bit and kind of discuss that verse. Now, the reality is that we were born into sin. You know, uh, from Adam, we were born into sin and Yes, these things come around now, depression, uh, anxiety, alcoholism, uh, even fear, uh, things that maybe your parents dealt with that you have taken into your own life. But the truth of the matter is, is that Jesus has brought us a new life. Now, do I believe that you automatically are completely and not dealing with depression? when you come to Jesus? No, because I 100% have dealt with it since I've come to Jesus. And I've dealt with other things, things that I still struggle with that I've struggled with for, for years, I mean decades, like 14 years, some say. And, you know, the reality though is that we need to hold on to this truth. And, 
you know, let's let's look at another verse in John 15. Uh, Jesus says, I am the true vine. And my father is the fine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. And it goes on to talk about other things. And... You know, the reality, guys, is that, you know, Jared discussed the idea of dealing with depression and suicide. And I think many people out there, uh, Christian and non-Christian, deal with depression and suicide. But for the Christian, we have to look at the Bible, and this is something that's been hard for me at times, as the true and living word of God, like the truth, the ultimate truth. Unfortunately, a lot of times in the church and in our own lives, we can look at the Bible as a set of ideas. Oh, yeah, it's a good idea, you know. Uh, you know, oh, for God says, I have plans for you. Well, that's a good idea. Plans to give you hope in a future. Well, that's a good idea, but you don't know my circumstances. But here's the thing, guys. If we take a defining stance and saying, no, 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 this is the truth of God. This is the word of God that we can hold on to. And I believe that those are the things that break break the camel's back in the sense of our sin, in the sense of our difficulty with depression, suicide, anxiety, anything that we're dealing with mental illness. Because the reality, guys, is that there is more anxiety, more depression, more suicide now than there ever has been. And there can be, it could be the influx of technology from social media to uh, just how, in a sense, we're connected by phones, but we're almost disconnected in a face-to-face value. And we need that social interaction uh, with each other, not just on a social network, but in the face-to-face physical. And so as we go through that, you know, I just want to encourage you guys, you know, if you're dealing with depression and suicide, again, I'm not, I'm not taking the stance saying Jared is in heaven or hell. Again, only God can decide that. But I truly believe that it is not the will of God for you to take your life. Guys, in, in Jeremiah 29, 11, this is a verse that is very much quoted by most Christians, and you probably see it even if you're not a Christian, but it says, God says, for I know the plans I have for you to give you a, a future, a, a hope, and a purpose, and a bunch of things. And we hold on to it and say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. And then we look at our lives and say, but God, if that's the truth, what's going on? And so two verses later, it says, for those who seek me with all of their heart and, and those who love me with all of their heart. And so, guys, I just want to encourage you, and while I am 100% not perfect, which is why I need Jesus all the, de- all the time, every day, uh, every hour of every day, every minute, every second, I need Jesus because I, I miss, miss it all the time. But, guys, the reality is that God has given you a plan and a purpose and a future, and we're holding on to that. And because of that, he saw the ways that you are dealing with situations. He knows the end from the beginning, right? He saw the things you're dealing with now before time even began for our lives, right? I don't understand it. I'm not going to try to understand it. But the truth of the matter is, is that, you know what, guys, is that you have a situation going on and, and, and God is not far from it. 
Uh, God is not unknown of what is going on. He is not confused. He, he is not forgotten. He has not missed the mark. He has not made a mistake. Guys, we go through these situations, and honestly, I think they at times are tests of our faith. They're refining. They're all these situations, and I want to encourage you, like in Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, where it says, "For those who love me, with all their heart." And you know, guys, uh, I don't understand how to love God with all my heart, and I still am praying, Lord, help me to love you, but. I want to encourage you to, to really just step into the idea of loving God and focusing and bringing it to Him. And guys, you know, Jared was an amazing pastor who helped out, I think, hundreds, thousands, maybe tens of thousands of people. Uh, I don't know him personally, but my friends who know him spoke very highly of him. But guys, you know, he was in a position where he had everything, it seemed like at least, you know. He had, uh, I guess, a high Instagram followers, a big following, right? He was a great pastor. He had views on his YouTube page, like thousands, tens of thousands, right? He had a beautiful family, right? And the reality, guys, is that we don't understand what's going on around us in people's lives, guys. We don't understand what the battles are. And the truth is that as we're going through these things, we don't, we don't know. And so what we should do is be aware that we have an opposition in our lives, guys. As Christians, we have a target painted on our back from the enemy because he's trying to take us down. He wants to break down the kingdom of God. And the reality is that you are part of the kingdom of God and you are a temple of the living God. And he wants to knock you down. And so, you know, I don't know what the accountability was with Jared and his church. But guys, you know, I pray that you don't get phased or you don't get... Um, into the belief that just because you have a big bank account, just because you're married, just because you have kids, a nice car, a house, a roof over your head, just because you have those things doesn't mean that there there isn't um, opposition. It doesn't mean, guys, that there aren't things that are trying to come against you. And I'm not trying to say it to scare you. My thing is, is going back to John 15, that you would abide in Christ above all, guys. Even if you have popularity, if you're, if you're you know, Justin Bieber, you know, Haley Bieber, you know, you're these people that are becoming more known in the world of Christianity. Um, you know, Denzel Washington, these people, guys, they are known. They are, they are, they are, they are wealthy. They are uh, popular, but guys, they have just the same battles as you or I. So as you go out, I just want to encourage you guys this week and, and all of your days, love everyone. Uh, this is something I'm trying to learn. Uh, is to love enemies, to love the people I don't know, just to love and to love and to love. Because you know what, guys? The reality is that we are the reflection of Christ in this world, and there are people dealing with things that you're going through. Uh, I mean, that they're going through, and, you know, it's just so vital. And so I, just, I love you guys, and while I've never done this, I just want to pray for those of you who are dealing with depression, suicide, anxiety, uh, self self-identification issues, and um, yeah, Jesus, Lord, we just pray right now. And Lord, I just, I just uh, pray in your holy name that the enemy would leave these people alone. And Lord Jesus, I just pray that people would just grab hold of you. And Lord, that they would just spend time with you, Jesus, every single day. They would, they would close their eyes. They would become like little children and go on adventures in their spirit with you, God. They would see you uh, for who you are, God. They would see you the way we read about you in the Bible, but they would meet you on a personal level. 
Lord, I pray for those who don't know you and are dealing with depression and suicide. Jesus, I pray that they would know you. Lord, we know that you are the ultimate healer. You are the savior of the world. You are the one that comes to give new life, to, to, to let the old die and the new come. Lord, I just pray for everyone who's listening to this podcast. Lord Jesus, we love you, and we pray this all in your holy name. Amen. Love you guys. Have a great week.